This is the MLW Radio Network. Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Front Row Material! With Jerry Lynn! Do I have camel toe? And Mikey Whiprack! Should I go get my dog? We can hear him licking his ball. <laughs> Here's your host, Mike Freeland. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. I am soon to be joined by the two ECW legends. Okay, hold on. This is fucking What's matter. This is not right. That was good. Where, no, where where was the uh, that was where was the luster. where was the stop? Well, I was a What's little the, gun shy. I thought you were passing out cold there for a second. <laughs> I was just trying to brace myself because half the time someone jumps in here and tells me to stop. Yeah, well, Mike, we, we are under contract now to the MLW radio network and we need these things to run smoothly and, prof- and professionally. You're right. We're in the big leagues now. We are. The MLW. Yeah. See, the interrupting you was all BC. Well, BC, Mike, we're talking about BC. BC. Before court. <laughs> so, oh. So now this is AD. AD. I don't know what after death after death. <laughs> Who died? Our podcast. Oh. <laughs> what or the or the MLW radio network after this episode's been on for a little while. Oh God. Oh, They're no. gonna say, What the hell we signed these guys? This is a mistake. That's that's my thing now with court. Like this is all fine and good and all, but I'm a little concerned already because the, the, fact, the fact that court signed us as on his network, this shows right away that his, his judgment is questionable. <laughs> oh man. So we'll see what's going to happen here. I'm excited. How long till, how long till I get censored? Ooh. Well, the- well he never censored Cornette, so I don't think he's going to censor me. I think that would have happened by now if it was going to happen. You've actually tamed yourself a little bit recently. I'll give you credit. I have fucking tamed myself. I'm really fucking hard at taming myself. And it is. Trying to watch my language. And I give you a lot of credit for that, you know? Thank you. Thank you very much. Jerry almost said shit last week. I tried so hard. God, I could I could, uh, I could, feel it. It was palpable. It you was like, close. Uh, uh. It was close. I said, I'll get him. One day I'll get him. I'll get in trouble, though. So, Jerry, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling good? I'm feeling very sore. Yeah? Yes, we are... Looking into buying a new house, and so we're uh, prepping our house to stage it and get pictures taken so they can list it. So we needed a couple things repaired on the house immediately, and they sent a guy out. Mr. and Mrs. Lynn, let me tell you what should and should not be changed on your house. Exactly. <laughs> your house in its current condition is shit. <laughs> and here's a list that's going to cost you $75,000. On things you should do to make your house sellable. Oh, you're close. So we get the email, <laughs> and right away, just for the kitchen alone, it starts out with, I suggest you replace the kitchen counters with granite. I'm thinking, yeah, we'll get right on that and spend five to $8,000 on granite countertops. So, How about granite laminate? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we've been packing up stuff and decluttering and whatever all week and long, and... I even pressure washed the sidewalk. I mean, I've, we've been doing everything. And they're going to come in uh, Wednesday. Sh- well, I won't say you what. You shouldn't day. be on your hands and knees scrubbing the, the sidewalk with your bad hip. No, I got a pressure sprayer. I didn't have to get on my hands and knees. Oh, oh, so you were lazy. I am. <laughs> Why is that lazy? <laughs> well, nothing, hard work never killed anybody, Jerry. Oh, thanks a lot. You're just trying to give me grief. Well. I'm usually good at that. Yes, you are. Well, it's all in love, Jerry. Huh? It's all in love. Oh, I know. I've, you know, I just graduated to the cane from the walker, and I've <clears> been doing, uh, I think, too much walking and carrying stuff and whatever. Why did I just? Why did I just picture Jerry in a cane mask? <laughs> oh, walking around. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head. That'd be a. An interesting sight, me out front, pressure spraying the sidewalk with a cane mask on. <laughs> I think the traffic would be slowing down as they drive by. You'd have to have water cannons go off instead of the fire pots. Yeah. 
put your hands up and then throw them down. Water <laughs> <laughs> cannons go off everywhere. <laughs> so, my God, it's. Let me let me ask you both a question. So to to all of our new listeners who are joining us on the MLW Radio Network, they've they've all left already. <laughs> <laughs> what are some things that people can uh, expect to get from Mr. Jerry Lynn and Mr. Mikey Whipwreck? That they can or can't expect. That they can. Oh. What they can expect Mikey to try and get me to curse as much as possible. No, that's true. But we should tell them that this is not your look, if you're if you're gonna come here. If they're expecting the Conrad Thompson slick produced, well organized type of podcast, this is uh, <clears throat> the old ECW line. It's not for everyone. <laughs> that I think that's our new, our new catchphrase. Yeah, because we are very much like ECW, just random and just whatever. So, if, if you were to describe what's a really nice restaurant that you both. A national chain. Really nice. If you were going to get dressed up and go there, what would it be? Bonefish Grill. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Bonefish is all those, I'm all those, all those tickets. Really expensive one. You ever been to Chuck E. Cheese with a fucking bunch of kids? Oh Lord. It's fucking yes. expensive. I when my daughter was younger, yeah, I can't we probably did about three or four birthdays there. It was oh, it hasn't gotten any better. No, it's Chuck E. Cheese hell. Yep. If the Conrad Thompson model is the Bonefish Grill, we are Taco Bell. We're racks. White yeah. Castle. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make people shit. <laughs> we, like a chinchilla. <laughs> White Castle is terrible, but son of a bitch, the 3 a.m. drunk, that oh. is the fucking spot. It's the best. <laughs> this podcast best listened to at 3 a.m. Yes. Drunk. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So there's a lot of things that you guys are going to be getting once we get into the crux of everything. And, and by the, by all means, keep in mind one very important aspect when listening to this podcast that I think to a certain extreme extent, we all have ADHD. So just kind of be ready to go anywhere and everywhere. We will talk wrestling, I promise. Absolutely. We will. Not all the time. Oh. <clears throat> <sighs> Or maybe some of the time. We'll throw that in there once in a while. I've had some yeah. people asking me about New Jack. You guys going to talk about New Jack? Love to hear about a little New Jack stuff. What's going on with that? I've always loved New Jack. I can tell you one one thing about New Jack. Is, uh, one time I was cut, trying to cut, try, I'll say trying to cut a promo in ECW. You know, and we, it was always late at night. You know, sometimes we'd be waiting until 4.30 in the morning because we wouldn't get our checks till after the last promo was done. That was a rib and a half. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, it was a good, it was a good thing because then no one could skate without doing their promo, you know, cause yep. just cause they got their check. So it made sense. But what didn't make sense was having Rob and Fonzie on first because oh. <laughs> it took forever. <laughs> and then, Hey daddy, yeah, someone's going to give fuck. No, wait a minute. He's fired. <laughs> You're fired, daddy. Am I fired, daddy? <laughs> And then he'd have Rhino on early, and it was so funny when Rhino would be doing his promos. Every time he'd screw up, he'd start cussing up a storm, and it would throw him off even more. And he'd try and do another take, and it wouldn't even get as far this time. And he'd start cussing more, and it it was so funny. The longer it took, the madder Rhino was getting. It was hilarious. And you could hear him in the hallway, because most of us would be waiting in the hallway. But um, So I was cutting a promo and um, New Jack was in there. And after the promo, uh, New Jack says, I don't believe it. And I go, what? He says, I don't believe it. I don't believe a word you just said. And he just went on to explain to me, you know, if you don't believe it, how are the people going to believe it? And New Jack was the first person who stopped and took time to give me advice on cutting a promo. And I thought that was really cool of him. One thing about Jack with his promos, they were very real. Oh, you believed him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he had me nervous. Were we doing that uh, the three-way in the cage one time? He's cutting promos on me. I'm going, man, is this guy like for real? Like, Holy <laughs> shit. Because I, I never really talked to him before that. You know, we did that that six-man in the cage. 
And uh, that was like my first time actually doing anything with him or really even talking to him aside from a hello. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's called me like a little crack of white boy. I'm going, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> this guy does not like me. He may pull an iron sheet on you. Uh, and what was Mustafa like? Was Mustafa just a little bit more reserved, it seems like? Yeah, Mustafa's a good guy. I saw him a couple months ago. He was in uh, at that last Icons in Philly. Nice. Mustafa was there. He was always a good guy. I always got along with him really well. A lot of people. You know, he's a good guy. A lot of people. Pretty much laid back. Had mentioned um, Blue Meanie. And if you guys have listened to prior episodes, Blue Meanie has joined us. And I'm sure he will join us again in the future. Am I correct on that, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Jamalano is going to come on. We'll have the we'll have the referees on. Working on getting uh, one of the old ECW camera guys on. We worked in the studio. Get him on. So we're going to have some people on. Is there any chance? Give me the over under on Joey Styles. I haven't talked to him in years. He seems like he's so articulate and intelligent and just well well spoken. And it would be great to to have a conversation with. So him. basically, we're saying the opposite of completely. Me. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. I'll, well, if, Mikey, that, if you can hunt lie. his number down, I'll give him a call. Okay. We'll see if we get him on. Why All do right. I feel like Jerry could ba- basically de-escalate any situation? Like, you need to be working for the government. You know, there's two no. countries that are battling each other. Just bring in Jerry Lynn. Hey, how you guys doing? You know how see, I would de-escalate thing- it? I'd have the lead. <laughs> I'd have the leader of each country. <laughs> Sitting in Sniffer's Row with me in, in a downtown strip club. <laughs> Sniffer's Row? Well, all right there, Jerry Lynn. <laughs> I never thought I would hear that <laughs> Holy out of <shit>. Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Wouldn't that de-escalate two leaders of countries? That, 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 Jerry, geez. <laughs> that, that was, that's better than getting him the curse. This, uh, this is the thing. I think that's how Jerry lets it loose. He's like, hey, I'm not going to no, cuss, but I'm just going to give him something that they never I'm joking. I would end up in big trouble. <clears throat> but I think that'd be a good way of de-escalating a lot of tension. Just take him to a strip club, right? Yeah. Just do a line off a hooker's ass and you're good to go. All right. That escalated pretty quickly. I mean, geez, <laughs> drug use never came into the, the right? picture. Right? I just said, you know. I didn't say what it was. <clears throat> Come on, you get Jerry mad. What? About get what? you mad. Huh. Let's talk about talk about things like this. Get you all fired up. The business is when Jerry gets mad, I just laugh. Because I, I just it's just kind of funny when Jerry actually gets mad. Funny, it's that's what Lance does too. Uh, and then you get more mad that I'm laughing that you're getting mad. No, you just make me laugh then. I try, Jerry. Gotta keep the moment light. I know. That's why when I get, you know. In a depressed, bummed out mood, I got to give you a call. Yeah, and usually I, I'm. Uh... Oh, you deliver. <laughs> tell, uh, tell uh, the story about. Did you ever, ever tell the story about being locked out of your house? <laughs> when, when I was in WCW, I would spend a lot of time at the bar because I had nothing else to do. And I went to the bar, I came home. And realized I left my keys in the house. So the house is locked up. Well, here it goes. It starts to rain. And I'm going, well, this is good. <laughs> so so earlier this week, my, my neighbor threw out a couch, which is still sitting on the curb. <laughs> so I say, well, I'm waiting for my, my roommate to come home. So I'm like, well, fuck it. So I'm sitting on the couch on the curb in the rain. It's pouring rain. My phone rings just Jerry. Jerry goes, hey, what are you doing? I go, oh, I'm sitting outside on the couch. He goes, oh, that's nice. Jerry, it's pouring rain. I lock myself out of the house. I have nowhere to go. Just sitting out here on the curb in the rain. So I sat there for like two hours, just, you know, hanging out on the couch. What? The pouring rain in the middle of July. Yeah. So when Mikey's telling me this story, I just start laughing so hard. I got tears coming out of my eyes. And uh, so after that, you know, Mikey says, so if you're ever feeling bad, just call me and I'll tell you about my life. (laughs) So say, if you're ever in a bad day, ask me about mine. You'll feel much better. Yes. So that's usually what happens. Usually if he's he's stressed out or anything, he'll give me a call. And I go, well, Jerry, let me tell you about my morning. (laughs) And I already start laughing. (laughs) Yeah. 
that so, yeah, that could I'm, be I'm another business you do. The Mikey Whipwreck Self Esteem Hotline. You're feeling bad? Talk to Mikey. That's right. And chances are, I'm pretty in a, in a more fucked up spot than you. Are. <laughs> Wow. Did I tell you about the time I left the car? I locked the keys in my car with the car running. Oh, I've done that twice, I think. Well, listen to this. I got it while getting pulled over. Oh, what? Yeah. I got pulled over. Right? So the officer, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, you step out of the car, sir. I said, sure. Well, stupid me, habit. I locked the, locked the door when I got out, shut the door, passed my sobriety test. I couldn't get back in the car. <laughs> the fucking car's locked with the windows up with the car running what? I go this is not good <clears throat> so I go walk back over to the, the cop's car he goes yes sir I said um I seem to have locked my keys in the car did he give you with another sobriety running. test then <laughs> he just looked at me like you fucking moron <laughs> <laughs> so he comes over tries to get it and he says to me he goes can you uh I said can I borrow your your, your billy club he's like no sir you cannot borrow my bully club. I go, I just want to smash the, you know, the, the little, cause I'm not paying for a fucking, a locksmith at fucking 3 a.m. in the middle of the, of the New York Thruway. That's just not going to fucking happen. So he said, no, sir, I can't. I said, fine. What the fuck ever? So I went to the side of the road, picked up a rock. Oh, no. And I smashed a small little window, the window in the back. Yeah. So I could reach in and unlock the door. Oh, God. Well, yeah. Well, doesn't he have one of those little jimmies that can unlock the car? No, he wasn't. He was. He was not. This guy was not going to help me. Yeah, I was going to say, even if he did, it didn't sound like he was going to help you. I think. I think he was pissed. I passed the sobriety test. Oh yeah, you know I've had that happen. He's upset that you're sober. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, he, I wasted. It's like I wasted his time. <laughs> that happened to me downtown Minneapolis. I stopped at a bar to say hi to a buddy of mine who was managing it. And then I was on my way to St. Paul. And it was in a well-lit area. So I get out, get in my car. I forget to turn the headlights on. And it's like 10 o'clock at night. So I start driving down the road. And it's downtown Minneapolis. I mean, brightly lit. And I see a cop. I'm at a spread light. I see a cop coming the other way. He's a, a stopped on the other side. And he flashes his lights at me. And I look down, I go, oh, so I turn my lights on and I light turns green. I go, he does a U-turn and pulls me over. And right away, of course, you know, have you been drinking tonight? I said, no. No, what were you doing down here? I said, I just stopped to say hi to a friend of mine who manages back there. <clears throat> and of course, he makes me uh, recite the alphabet. And I did. And, uh, and just like you said, he acted like he was just pissed because I wasn't drunk. And so he gave me a ticket anyway for not for driving with my headlights off. And I, I you know, I just didn't want any trouble. But I, I was so tempted to say, shouldn't you be happy I'm not driving around drunk? What was how much was the ticket for? Oh, it wasn't much, but it was just the you know, just the point of it all. Wow. It's like don't be pissed because I'm not drunk, just because you didn't get a bust, you know. It was it was probably a thirty dollar ticket, which came out to about 150 bucks. Yeah. But like you said, the cop gave you the what a dumbass look. That's happened to me twice at home where I don't know how it happened, but twice in the driveway, I've locked the, the car with it running. So I had to call Pam, who had to come home from work and unlock it. And nice. that's the exact look she gave me. Did I tell you guys the story of when I, when I thought my car got stolen at the store? No. You said you thought your your car got stolen at the airport. No, no, no. Oh, I didn't tell you this one? No. So my wife said, she says to me, hey, we need milk, eggs, and bread. Do you mind going to get some? I said, I got it. She goes, write it down. I said, nope, I got it. <laughs> I got milk, it. <laughs> milk, eggs, and bread. Meb, I got it. So I go to the store. I come out, milk, eggs, and bread. I actually pick up a little bit of ice cream. So I figured, why the hell not? This was in my fat days. <laughs> why the hell not? And 26 pounds, by the way. And I come out and my car's gone. I go, oh, fuck. I go, I know. So now I'm walking around going, I know I parked right here. So I was very happy with the spot I got. I'm like, fuck. Shit. Oh, no. Somebody stole my fucking car. So I called my wife. I said, hey, as soon as she, she goes, milk, eggs, and bread. I said, no, no, no. No, I got that. Yeah, yeah. I said, somebody stole my car. She goes, what? 
I go, somebody stole my car. Like, I parked right up here towards the front. It's not here. I checked every fucking aisle. I can't find it. She goes, well, did, did you call the cops? I said, no, not yet. I said, I'm, I, you're going to have to come get me. So I figured I'd call you first. She goes, okay, well, wait wait a minute. She goes, someone stole your car? I go, yeah. She goes, seriously? I go, uh, yeah. I, I'm, she goes, yeah, idiot. You took my car. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And there was her car the whole time. Oh, no. Yep. I like your confidence though before you left. Yep. Got it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I got it. Yep. Meb. Meb. Milk, eggs, and bread. Got it. So people will be getting plenty of those stories as well with the new front row material here on the MLW radio network. I still don't believe this. I have to call court. It almost feels like we got away with something. We, we need to send him for some psychiatric evaluation. Boy, did we pull the wool over his eyes, huh? Yeah. Maybe someone hacked his email account or something like that. And that's, I don't know. We, no, it's on their website. And we have contracts. We're in. So, so it's legit. So, so, so if someone hacked Court's email and hacked his website <laughs> and, and forged his signature and sent us contracts, <laughs> they're pretty fucking good. So I was telling Jerry a story earlier. We were talking about regular jobs. And now when I was working at the cable company, a guy calls in and he's like, listen, I'm going to come down there, take this cable box and shove it up your ass. (laughs) And I I replied, quite frankly, I'm sorry, sir, it won't fit. Well, the guy. Well, the guy started laughing, and then you know, I, I said, you know, we'll put a ticket in there for you. We'll get something out there for you, there, buddy. And then a couple days later, I got I got pulled into the director's office, and was told, "I'd like you to listen to this phone call." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and it was a guy telling me he was going to take the cable box and shove it up my ass. And my my reply of, "I'm sorry, sir, it won't fit." So she's sitting there, and goes, "Now, John." Do you feel that was appropriate? And I said, no. No, it wasn't at all. He should not have told me he was going to take the box. <laughs> he up my ass. I agree. She, she goes, no, I'm talking about your response. I go, what was more my response? She goes, I go, do you want to know what I was going to fucking say to the fucking guy? Well, plus you were just telling him the truth. I, I, well, at least I hope it was the truth. Jerry. What? There's no way a, a 10 by 12 rectangular rectangular object with a three inch Depth, height yeah. is going to fit up my anal cavity. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad. If Besides, I prefer, I prefer cylinder shaped objects. <laughs> a little bit easier. Like a paper Actually, towel said, tube for that. He said, I'm, I'm going to take this cable box. I'm going to take this cable box and shut up your ass. I was going to say, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> oh, God. We need to have you two on commentary on a Mikey Whipwreck Jerry Lynn match. I would like to, I would love to hear that. Let's, let's next week, Jerry, let's, let's, let's watch one of our matches. All right. And we'll, we'll, we'll critique ourselves. Do we, I, is there any on YouTube or anything? Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have any. Oh, I, I'm sure we can find some. Well, we, we'd, we'd have matches. They'd always be like, okay, should we start with some chain? No, no, we don't, we don't have to do that. We go right into high spots. Not even that wrestling stuff. Oh, if, I, if, I don't, if I don't do the chain, I blow up. I go, well, if we do the chain, I do blow up. <laughs> Did I always ask that? Jerry, every fucking time. Sorry about and, that. I hope I and, wasn't and, annoying. It was like, oh, well, I go, here we go with the fucking chain. The good thing, Jerry, is we're both good enough, but we didn't need to call the chain. Well, yeah, you shouldn't have to. There are people I've seen that they'll talk about their stuff and they will call their chain wrestling spots. Why? Okay. Okay. We'll tie up and then. You'll put me in the headlock, and then I'll take a top wrist lock, and then spin to a hammer lock. You shouldn't even have to call that. That should just come naturally. Jerry, the best is when they they call it, right? Then they start talking about their high spots, and then they forget 
when they're chain wrestling. So <laughs> and they'll call it, then I'll walk over and go, I think it's supposed to be a headlock. And then I have a lock. Oh, my God. <laughs> nope. No, you just skipped that top wrist. You blew it all. You know, then you're on two different pages. Now the whole rest of the match is screwed up. They can have that 30-second pause, which is really only one-eighth of a second, but it's going to feel like an eternity. Yeah, and the, the crowd will know something's just not right, and you'll hear that nope. collective Scooby, uh, from the whole crowd, which is not a good feeling when you hear that. You you went from a hammerlock to a side headlock, um, and they're going to know that you fucked that up. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a, a, a headlock into a top wrist lock, so. Well... You know what I've done a few times? As soon as I get in the ring, I'll go to the ref when they, my opponent gets in the ring and I'll tell him, go ask him what the first spot is. I forgot. <laughs> I would tie up with the guy and go, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> they went, what? <laughs> did, you ever just, did you ever just fuck with somebody on purpose? No, me, never. Jerry? Um, well, yeah, I'd always, you know, try and get people to laugh or put them in Texas clover leaves so their shirt would fall down and their belly would show. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> Jeremy Lynn. <laughs> no, that was an honest mistake. Yeah, it was an honest mistake. Yes. Did you say steak? <laughs> Did I ever tell you about a match Chris and I, Chris Hamrick and I had in Cleveland? No. <laughs> Okay. You're good with you're good with dates and and not, not dates, really. You're good, with, you're, good, you're good with places and not always. Most you're of the time, I'm not. No, you're better than me. I just very vividly remember this one because uh, Chris and I were on last, I think, and right before us was a tag match, and uh, this guy <laughs> comes back from the ring, and uh, he's wearing white tights, and he's got this. Big round brown stain on his butt that's the size of a bowling ball. Oh, and here no. he took a backdrop and crapped himself. Oh, and so oh. needless to say, that ended up being the finish of the match. Well, the ref comes back and tells us, says, uh, yeah, someone, <laughs> someone crapped in the ring. He says, there's a big round spot in one of the corners. Oh, so when we go out there, we, you know, we check out the ring and make sure we find where it is. And so the whole match, we avoided that poop stain. <laughs> and then on the finish, Chris rolls me up with my shoulder right on it. It was so oh. gross. And I'm thinking, knowing Chris, he had to have done it on purpose just to rib me, you know. Because oh, the whole match, we avoided it. And then on the finish, which is just a uh, small package or something, he rolls me up and my shoulder is on it. And I was just so grossed out. And luckily, this building had showers because I couldn't get to the shower fast enough. Anyway, after the match, I'm in the back and Chris comes up to me. And, he can t and I'm, I probably started cussing him. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I thought the match was good. I said... You rolled me up on the shit stain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there was there was this guy Pete Weeks, and he was doing jobs for WWF, and he was wrestling the the Road Warriors, and he wasn't feeling good all day. And during the match, Animal gives him the power slam. Oh no! And, and he just shits and leaves a little fucking shit stain right on the mat. Oh, Hawk looks at it and goes, holy shit. <laughs> he's shitting the ring. <laughs> holy fucking shit. He's shitty. He's shitting the ring. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tell him, Hawk. Well, <laughs> he shit the ring. <laughs> that is really good. Uh, what a stench. <laughs>
can hear him saying that too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Holy shit! He just shit the ring. He was a good guy. Oh, I miss Hawk. Oh. <laughs> well. Holy shit, he shits it. That's all I got. Almost died. Did any did did anybody ever lose their uh their bodily functions in ECW in the ring? Balls. Yeah. Didn't you have to like lean through the ropes and just Throw up. Yeah. Oh, God. oh, Sabu did too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. Now, does puke bother yeah. either one of you? Yes. Okay. It's it, calling Earl. So when they were pitching the concept for draws in Beyond the Mat, Vince wanted him to regurgitate on his opponent and or the referee. That's it. He's gonna. That's it. Do it. He's yeah, gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna puke. He's gonna. Oh my god. How you doing, pal? <laughs> so, what would you say if you were gonna go against Draws and, and you guys are back there and he's like, "I'm gonna regurgitate on you." No, thank you. I don't think you I could agree with that. You, you wouldn't be down for it, Jerry. No, I don't even like he, when someone would spit on me. It's like just. Pantomime spit. Don't actually spit on me. I don't spit. I swallow, Jerry. You know that. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. <laughs> no, Mike, did you ever have anyone spit on you in the ring? Um, like a heel? I always hated that. You don't have to really spit on me. <clears throat> well, it's going to look real for television. No, I don't think any. Not that I recall. Oh. No, nothing gr- that, you know, nothing gross. Right, I don't mean hawking up a loogie, just a spit. Still. (laughs) Thanks. They're all fun. (laughs) There's just different degrees of fuckery. I always said you have to be off-center to do this for a living. That's right. Get oiled up and roll around with half-naked men? Yeah. I saw somewhere where uh, there was an interview with Bad News Brown, and this was probably, I don't know, (laughs) 89? Jesus, not this again. <laughs> Be a Billy Sharecropper. <laughs> Sorry. That's it. Jerry's, Jerry's fucking lost it. I can't help it. I still hear Mikey going, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it would crack up at the mention of Bad News Brown. <laughs> Mikey, just do it again so he gets it out of his system. No, no. Do it. Well... Jerry <laughs> He shit the ring <laughs> I'm telling you Holy shit He shit He shit in the ring Oh my god Oh What a mess <laughs> Sorry Oh. Getting getting back to bad news, he, uh, he had a bowel movement. <laughs> Andre the Giant actually, I believe, shit on his chest. On he, news? on I believe it was bad news. Brown, oh, I heard boy. you pastor for that. So evidently, Andre liked to do this move where he would hold on to the top rope and he'd do that kind of that ass bump, you know, on people. Uh-huh. Like he would kind of act like he was going to sit on. Well, I guess Andre wasn't feeling very well, and uh, when he went down, he leaned down. You know, the cheeks come apart and the hole becomes open. Uh, Well, no, just the general move of that right there. That's what happens. The cheeks cheeks open, the hole's there. He he let it loose all over Bad Bad News Brown's chest. That's one guy I wouldn't want to piss off. Bad News Brown? Yeah, he's a legit badass. Yeah. I actually wrestled him one one of my squash matches. But he took care of me. Easy? Yeah. Actually, (laughs) after he gave me the ghetto blaster, I'm laying there 
stomach first, and he comes over and he nudges me a little with his foot. And I didn't do anything. So he nudged me a little harder, and then I rolled over on my back for the pin. And afterwards, he uh, told me in the back, he says, uh, this is showbiz, kid. He said, I shouldn't have to really roll you over. Are you supposed to know? I didn't know that was a universal key. I didn't know that was a universal key to move over. Well, I, it was probably was more than a nudge. You know, he was trying to roll me over with his foot, but I was making it too difficult. Look, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I fucking nudge you, you roll. Yeah. The fuck over. You ever have Andre shit on you? <laughs> we here at Front Row Material recommend that men of a certain age definitely go ahead and get their prostate checked. Well, let me tell you this. When I was, I think I was 20, 20 or 21, I had, and it was, oh gosh, this was years and years ago, of course. I was working two jobs, a full-time job and a part-time job. And I saw this ad in the paper about uh, becoming a fireman. So I thought, all right, maybe I'll give it a shot. So I went and I applied. I passed the written test because you had to learn where every piece of equipment was, was on all the trucks. And then you had to pass a physical test where you had to be in full gear and you had to go up carrying a hundred pound emergency pack on your back up so mm-hmm. many, I think it was like, I can't remember how many flights of stairs, maybe it was six or seven flights of stairs and go back down within a certain amount of time. And you couldn't run or skip stairs. You had to hit every step. And then you had to drag a loaded fire hose out. I forget how many hundreds of feet towards at an angle to hit one cone, then go drag it across and hit this other cone. So there's a lot of physical tests. So I passed the written test. I passed all the physical tests. And then they said, oh, by the way, you have to go get a physical. So I, I'm thinking, you know, you know, an athletic physical. I'm like, okay. So I go to the doctor and get in the physical. And he says, okay, drop your shorts. And I go, turn and cough. And he goes, nope, we're not doing that this time. As he's putting on a rubber glove and lubing his finger up. Whoa. And I'm thinking, really? I'm only 20, I can't remember, 20 or 21 years old, and you need to check my prostate? It was horrible. And I swear, the guy had the largest fingers on the face of the earth. I mean, he even told me, he said, relax. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right, relax. And to this day, I still wonder how the heck he got his finger in my butt when both his hands were on my hips. Hi oh. <laughs> oh shit. No, actually it's a true story. I, um, I couldn't what? believe at twenty or twenty one I had to get my prostate checked to be a fireman. So let me ask you this question, Jerry. When you were getting your prostate examined, uh and, and this is all in sincerity here. So how long did the the process take? <laughs> well, you know, being a young kid whose butt was a virgin, it, it probably seemed like an eternity. The doctor the doctor said, don't worry, kid. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> uh, what's happening at your school, Mikey? What's happening at my school? Yeah. Uh, well, we got a new ring. And now, and, oh, and the nice. ring that, the, the ropes that this fucking prick gave us, <laughs> didn't fucking didn't fucking oh fit. God. Wait, you got a new ring and the ropes don't fit? Yeah, well, it's not. It's, the ring isn't new. It's new to us. Oh, is it? And real ropes or the cables? Well, they were cables. Okay. And yeah, they don't fucking fit. So the guy who gave us this fucking ring, thanks a lot, buddy. Are they too small or too big? They're too small. Oh wow. Yeah, and this ring is like. It seems like a fucking ocean. It's only 18 foot. But it's 18, but the platform is eight foot. And then they have the, the, uh, the ring posts are outside the, the frame. So it's, it's actually like 18 and a half feet. Well, that's an odd size. Yeah, it's, it's just, 
you know, normally the ring post is included in the 18 foot, but this one is like 18 foot plus the ring post. So it's a little, it's a little bit bigger then, but we got, uh, we ordered uh real rope. A real rope? Ring. Yeah. And I'm very disappointed because the ropes they ordered, they, they got them orange. Oh, of all the colors. And I, I, I just went, oh, really? Someone's ribbon. Uh, there's a fucking ribbon there. Now, can you, <laughs> can you retape those? Oh, they'll be retaped before they're even on the fucking thing. Right. So is there a preference between you two, between cable and real rope? Well, it doesn't hurt as much hitting real rope as it does cable. You, d- you definitely get more spring. <laughs> when you hit the ropes on the real ropes, you kind of, you go back a little bit more and it definitely is nicer on the body. But I, I, I like to uh, teach people with the ropes. Um, cause it's a little, it's a little, it's different. You have to be more careful. Right. Uh, with the rope. Mm-hmm. So if, if you get used to working it with ropes, once you move to the cables, it's an easier transition. I think. Would you guys use an ECW? I think it was cable. cable. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it was weird for the longest time I'd worked with cables and then every once in a while you'd end up in a ring with real ropes. And when you go hit the ropes, it felt like it was never going to stop you. It felt like you were going to go into the third row. (laughs) (laughs) It screws up your timing. Yeah, it does. Did you ever fall through the ropes, Jerry? Yes. That's all. You know how Dreamer and other people make fun of how I hit the ropes up with my side and I don't flap back it? I never made fun of you for that. No, you didn't. Just a few people did. That's right. Well, that was because uh, one time I did miss the top rope and it smacked me in the neck so hard and I still shot out the ring. So after that, I always just would go sideways and make sure I wouldn't miss that rope. I did it once I slipped and it, it went across my ear. Ooh. And all I can think of Cactus Jack when his ear ripped off, I'm thinking, oh my God, I have no ear. Because <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. Oh, it does hurt. So the spot where someone ties their head up in there, that that's done with real rope as opposed to cable, correct? Correct. Oh, Cactus did it. With cable? With, with, uh, with cable too, yep. How? How the heck do you get it, it to move that much? Well, it depends on the ring, too. Like, some of them, they're not, you know, some of the rings that the cable wars not super tight, and you can still do it. But when he did it in WCW, when he got his ear ripped off, I guess Scorpio was complaining that the ropes were too loose. Oh, no. So the guy fucking j- tightened the fucking shit out of the ropes, you know, in for Scorpio's match. And then when Cactus did his spot, instead of it being, like, the normal tension like it was, these things were, like, super tight, and he couldn't get out. So the, the referee helped pull the ropes apart, and he pulled his head out, and off came the ear. <laughs> I like the sound effect. <laughs> so what is wrapped around the cable itself? Is it just rubber tubing? So there was enough so, pressure that would actually sever the ear with the tubing? Well, you figure, they're, you figure they're already tight. Right. And then when you flip and you tangle them, you know, you now it's even tighter. tighter. And he couldn't breathe. He was just completely stuck. Normally, he, he, he was strong enough where you could pull the rope away from your head. Right. And, and put your head up. But they were so tight, he couldn't do it. Wow. So he was like, you know, he was stuck. So the referee helped, and they kind of pulled the ropes as far away as they could. But because they were so tight, when he popped his head out, <laughs> went his ear. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, did you ever work? Wait, Mike, I can't remember. Did you ever wrestle in TNA? Once. Was it the six sides? No. I mean, six sides. <laughs> those, because the posts were closer together, those cables were even tighter. It was like running into a, a oh, even less a brick wall. Yeah, you, I couldn't hit those hard at all. Otherwise, I'd break my ribs. So I very gingerly touched them, I think, and pretended like I bounced out. Did you like wrestling in the six-sided ring? I mean, what was the thought process? Or, or what was the thoughts, the general consensus? <laughs> Did people <laughs> like it? Or was it just, this is a shit show? <laughs> well, it didn't really change any aspect of the match. About he said, he said ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh. 
it really didn't change anything. The only, but the only thing it changed was, you know, if you're chasing someone around the ring, instead of running around four corners, you run around six corners. I think the only thing we did different that you could do in that ring besides a four-sided ring was, I think it was uh, Christopher Daniels and Saban and I, we did the triple crisscross. But, oh, that's cool. But that was about it. That's, you know, it was just, I guess, for looks. Did you practice it? Oh, yeah. You kidding me? <laughs> and I made sure I wasn't chewing gum at the same time. The crisscross, some people have a problem with that. I, I love teaching the crisscross at the school because I wait for the inevitable collision. Oh, yeah. Those are fun to watch. Yeah. The crisscross is very dangerous. So you you were saying you were not you're not a fan of the uh, the six sides. Six, no, and the and the ring was stiffer too. I mean stiffer. <laughs> it sure, certainly was. No, I'm a <laughs> He is. I'm a house of fire. <laughs> Sell that shit, baby. <laughs> oh my god. So the the TNA ring itself was it the same size as the roughly as the WCW ring because the WCW ring is smaller than the WWE ring. Am I am I correct in that? You are yeah, correct, sir. Ha, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I first was in a W, well, when I was in it, it was a WWF ring. Going corner to corner felt like I was doing the 200 meters. So it was like, when am I going to get there? <laughs> See, I trained in a, in a an old WWF ring with rope. So the 20-foot thing for me was, it just seemed like that's how it was. Right. You know, Then when I got to the 18-foot ring, I'm going, how do you do anything? It's so small. Well, how'd you feel in a 16-footer? Oh, that, that was the worst. <laughs> like, who, who, who designed that? <clears throat> Who's the slapdick that figured, hey, let's do a 16-foot ring? Someone who was running a lot of VFWs and Legion halls. Yeah, about a foot off the floor. Yeah, yep. You know what? I didn't mind venues with low ceilings because then <laughs> you couldn't use uh, top rope moves and dives over the top as a crutch. You had to go out there and wrestle. That's exactly why I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Would somebody potentially hit the ceiling? Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen someone hit the ceiling? Yes. <laughs> it was a... Uh, I hit a bag of Doritos in the ceiling once. <laughs> and got color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And I need, I need the high ceiling so I can do my acrobatics. <laughs> I thought we banned the hairy list, but it sits there. It's back. Oh. So, um, so I was wrestling uh, Seth Rollins this was years ago in uh, Davenport, Iowa. It was his hometown. And this was just a small indie. And it, they were running an old uh, Walgreens building that was empty. And the ceiling was a little lower. And he went to do the, uh, what do you call it, when Eddie would come from the apron and slingshot himself in and roll on you. Oh. I don't know what he called it, but what do you call it? Anyway, it's the it's the slingshot rolling splash. Yes, whatever thing. So he went to do that to me, and he hit the ceiling tiles, and it stopped him, his whole momentum from going all the way over, and he came straight up and down right on me, and he was panicking, and he was put his elbows out, and his elbow caught me right in the eye, and I had a really nice shiner. Oh. But he felt bad. He kept apologizing. That's a low fucking ceiling. Yeah. But, you know, an old Walgreens building isn't really made for a wrestling show. I mean, you don't, you don't, get, you don't get a lot of height on that move. And it wasn't a ring that was just a foot off the ground either. So I noticed a lot of those smaller rings that were not that far off the ground were more in the south, meaning like the USWA had a lot of those um, where they did a lot of studio wrestling. They had a lot of those. It's okay when the ring is lower. But when the ring is higher, it really fucks me up. Why? Like the, the ring in Greektown. 
it, it's it's it seems like really fucking high. You know, the mat's really high off the mat. I think it's like what 30, 33 inches, almost three feet. It's mm-hmm. like the average height. Yeah. Well, this one had to be like 52. <laughs> it, it seemed like. <laughs> but when you like go over the top and you kind of post on the mat and you kind of put your feet down where you expect the floor to be and there's no floor there. Oh, wow. And you like over rotate a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Because you can't see the floor when you're going over so far down. Right. <laughs> That'd be a scary surprise. <laughs> Here's the here's the question I want to ask you guys as it pertains to a battle royal. I don't know if we talked about this before, but how how would they book something like that? You know, let's say you guys were going to be out there in the Royal Rumble. Would they tell you, hey, you know, such and such is going to throw you out or you need to throw this person out? How would that work? Wait, are you talking about a battle royal or a Royal Rumble? I would assume it's basically the same thing. No, battle royal is everyone starts yeah. out there at the same time. Oh, OK. Gotcha. There's a big difference. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So let's let Jesus. Let's just call it a battle royal. Oh. Excuse me. That's that's Jesus. You almost Jesus. made me pass a mouthful Kidney of stone? No. <laughs> you almost made me pass a mouthful <laughs> of amino acids through my nose. What? Are you taking I mean, those that that those are called aminos acids. I'm drinking my BCAAs. Oh, I thought you were taking pills right now. No. So, okay. I know so you want me to. I do. I would like to have you popping some pills during the during show. <laughs> so, okay. So, you're all you in there. You got Shiki's medicine? <laughs> That's right, Bubba. You got medicine for Shiki, baby. <laughs> I think Jim Brunzel's partner took it. Oh, my God. What was his name again? You know, Jerry Lynn. <laughs> oh, no, I got to eat with the sheik. <laughs> Everything going great. <laughs> Interview with the Freeland Mike. And the Mikey Whipwreck guy. And you have to talk about is worse than a Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Blair, <laughs> I don't put you to camel club. I break your back, <laughs> fuck you the ass, <laughs> and make you um. <laughs> Bubba, oh. I'll add for some medicine. Oh. All right, back to the question. You are. What was all- it again? That's right, Bubba. <laughs> fuck him in the ass. <laughs> You're all in the ring at the same time. Okay, so a battle what, royal. What, right. That's called a clusterfuck. Yes. Who's, who's, how do you know what the fuck's going on? Explain it to me as a novice. <clears throat> well, it depends on the promoter. Because some of them try to make it more difficult than it needs to be. Okay. It's, it's, it's really just like any <laughs> other match. You have some promoters and some guys who go, okay, look, <laughs> fight. This guy's going to win. And that's the end of it. Yeah. And then you have some people who do the battle royal that it's a, it's a constant, okay, so you will throw him out. After he goes out, 38 seconds later, you will be eliminated by this guy. <laughs> and this guy, as soon as you eliminate him, then he will eliminate you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it can be as complicated as that, and it could be even, you know, half as complicated. Where, okay, well, you know, just kind of go out when you can. This guy's going to win. Um, somewhere at this point, though, I need Jerry and Mikey to come up with a spot where, Jerry, you do something really shitty and you eliminate Mikey to kind of start a little something going there. Um, you know, and that's it. I always drove me nuts when he'd always want the last two to do a, another 20, 25-minute match. Yes. So what happens if you forget what you're supposed to do and you, you stick around longer than you're supposed to? Or will somebody come up to you and say, hey, you need to be gone? Yeah, well, it'll happen like that. Or even there are times I've gone and said, get me out of here. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> there was 
one time we we did a a battle royal and Brian Lee was in it, and he was saying to everybody, "You don't need to hit me, like don't hit me. If you hit me, y'all, if you hit me, y'all be out there by yourself." I love Brian. Well, somebody oh. somebody hit him and he went fuck this and he grabbed himself by the back of the head and he threw himself over the top rope. Wow. Oh. Do you remember? I can't remember who told me the story where they ribbed a guy. The promoter did and told him he was going to go over when he really wasn't. Oh, yes. And so every time someone would be trying to throw him out, he'd be <laughs> yelling at the guy. I'm supposed it to was, go over. I'm supposed it, to. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was Rockin' Rebel. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he was pissing everybody off. And it was it was the type of deal where the winner of the Battle Royal gets to wrestle the champion in the main event. Right. So they tell Chuck he's going to win. So he's walking around like a pig in shit. He's going to be the fucking main event. Tell everybody he's winning the Battle Royal. Right? It was just fucking. So he goes, hey, listen, he's not really winning. <laughs> We're going to get rid of him first. <laughs> so the fucking Battle Royal starts. And he, he comes out there and he's, you know, he's acting all fucking confident and shit. Well, the fucking Battle Royal starts. Everybody gangs up on him. They pick him up and they say, no, 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 no. I'm supposed to win. I'm supposed to win. And they dump him right the fuck out. It was, wow. It was pretty funny. Uh, do you overall like Battle Royals or do you think it's just stupid? Well, when I was a wrestling fan, I loved them. Right. And then uh, when I got into the business, I found out that what it really is is a big race to see who can get out the fastest. <laughs> or it used to be anyway. <laughs> now you got yeah, guys just, who want to stay in there forever. Going, no, I'm supposed to win. <laughs> the worst is when guys be out there doing spots and they're taking bumps. It's like, what is wrong with you? That, I would put my ass in the corner and stay there. Now that's when it gets dangerous. Is when people start running spots, when there's 30 guys in a ring. Yeah. So would they would the planning of the the outcome be the same with a Royal Rumble as it would be with a Battle Royal? Well, I've booked a few Royal Rumbles for the X Division in TNA, and it's harder because throughout the whole thing, you might have um, different guys involved in angles, and so they want you to actually showcase that angle in the middle of the Royal Rumble to remind everyone. And that's when it gets a little more difficult because then, uh, you know, people got to get out of the way so you can get the guys who are involved in that specific angle. So all the attention's directly on them. So it gets a little more difficult with the Royal Rumbles. Well, this is it. We're here. We have arrived. <laughs> I got a bad, I got a bad feeling. This like when ECW went on TNN. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh wow! No, we should. You know, it, it, this is going to be different. Completely. I hope. I hope we're a different ending. Yes. We're changing our act completely. So, I, I, part of me was like, "Well, do we really have to, you know, tighten things up and really do this, this, this?" I'm thinking, no. I don't think that's they, possible. They well, aside from that, they knew what they were getting into when they when they signed us. That's true. It's not like it's a surprise, you know, sight unseen. Mm-hmm. Court claims to have listened to this podcast before, <laughs> <laughs> which again makes me think his, his, his judgment is a bit questionable. Well, he did have us wrestle for him years ago too. That's right. We're, we're MLW originals. Yeah. I forgot we're ECW about that. originals, MLW originals. How come we're, we're originals for so many places? <laughs> I never ha- I don't have any money. <laughs> wow. So that is not original. <laughs> ECW referees, former superstars, cameramen, everything that you would want that is ECW will be bringing. I want to get the hat guy on. The hat guy? We should get that guy on. John Bailey. We have to hook, look him up. But we also we'll then, if we on. do the hat guy, we also need to get sign guy on here. No, fuck that. No. Now, now, hated, come on. He hated it's, Mikey. It's all about burying the hatch, hatchet, <laughs> and turning. I'm, I'm going to bury the hatchet, right? 
Oh, my well, goodness. That's all I got. All right. We've had a lot of fun this week on Front Row Material. <laughs> yeah. We've covered a plethora of topics. <laughs> From people shitting on the ring, people getting shit on in the ring. From Jerry's first prostate exam. Oh, great. Slash, Wonderful. What an episode. Well, this episode is the shits. <laughs> If you guys would like to continue the conversation over on social media, by all means, please do so. You can follow the guys. You can follow Jerry Lynn at It's Jerry Lynn. You can follow Mikey Whipwreck at Mikey Whipwreck underscore. If you would like to get an autographed picture from Mikey Whipwreck, go ahead and shoot him a DM. Or if you'd like to get one of his Etch-A-Sketch autographs, you can go ahead and uh, hit him up with one of those as well. Those things are selling like hotcakes. Mikey, so... How does someone do that? How does someone get a hold of you for one of those? What do you mean? Do they just DM you and say, do you personalize it like to Bob and then you sign it and then you email it to him? Or how does that work? Yeah, I just send it to him. I just, yeah, I just DM it to him. Nice. Yeah. Okay. They're all uh, Mikey originals. Very. Do you draw any pictures on them? Oh, yeah. Stick figures and everything. What? <laughs> <laughs> At Christmas time, he'll do Mr. Hanky too. For for the affordable price oh, of boy. what? Oh wait, no. <laughs> What's Mickey Mouse? Not, that's not uh, Mr. Hanky. What did Mr. Hanky say? Hidey ho, hidey ho. And if you'd like to get uh, was eight and a half by eleven color pictures autographed and personalized, just DM you as well. I mean eight and a half by eleven. With the pictures, eight by tens. Oh, they're eight by tens. Okay, yeah, they're glossy. Ooh, that's nice. I Jerry, do you, do you, I'm very, I'm behind on getting them out though. I will, I will admit. Well, we forgot. What's that? <clears throat> We're supposed to wish Manda Panda's uh, boyfriend, David Hernandez, happy birthday. Oh, uh, happy birthday. Yes. Should we, can we sing happy birthday? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Guess what anything. her tweet is. It's at Manda, but Panda. <laughs> <laughs> fitting for this episode. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I I'd also like to thank somebody who got a hold of me. And uh this is Mary Kate Anthony. She can be found at, at Mary K Fabe. She just went ahead and she got the drop pie shirt. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. a very popular yeah. one. She's great. a great loyal listener. Just want to say thank you for listening to the program, Mary Kate. I've known Anthony. her for, for 25 years. She seems like she's a wonderful person. She's and, awesome. Uh, very cool. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you much for reaching out to me. As and her well. husband, Michael, too. And Michael. And her mom, Kathy. And Kathy. Indeed. Very much. And if you, speaking of drop pie shirts, would like to go ahead and get yourself a shirt, you can go ahead and cruise on over to Pro Wrestling Tees. Inside the search box, you can go ahead and type in front row material. to pull up all the different designs we have for shirts. If you'd like to go ahead and get something special. Speaking like of, I haven't something. gotten my dollar in a while. Well, I haven't gotten paid either. Who's running the account? I thought that was Jerry. No. I'm not doing <laughs> no, it. Nobody. It the, the, money's, the money is going nowhere. <laughs> Fantastic. None of us know who the hell is running the account. That's part, that's part for the course, folks. Great. If you would like to get something specific from Jerry Lynn, you can go ahead and he's got many designs available over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Go ahead and put his name in the search box. Or if you'd like to get yourself a Mikey Whipwreck shirt, go ahead and put his name in the search box. He has many designs as well. All right, Mikey, is there anything else that's on your mind right now? Anything else you would like to share with us, with the audience? How's keto going? Keto's good. Keto's good. You're down like, what, 24 pounds now? 24 pounds, baby. Awesome. Good for you, dude. That's good. We'd like to see some pictures. Can you take some pictures of yourself and put them on social media? Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Well, can't hurt to ask. It's the, like the asking next, Bruce the, Pritchard to talk money. We, the, we, the next time people will see me will be March 24th in Greektown Wrestling. Wow, Greektown right. Wrestling. I Where can people go? To Jerry. What? Can people get tickets now? Um, not sure. I would well, think if, so. If you go to Greektown Wrestling, let I'm sure look they up. have let me look up. some information yes, on this. It's at GRK Wrestling. GRK Wrestling. You can also follow them on Instagram, which is Greek Town Wrestling, spelled all out together. 
And uh, they also have it at Eventbrite. If you go to there as well, you can go ahead and find information about upcoming events as well. Very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. Greektown Wrestling. Mikey's making it. What the hell is that? Skinny pigs are excited. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Fucking guinea pigs. <laughs> uh, Jerry, anything else on your mind? Anything else you would like to share with us? Um, well, we'll see. If my hip is good enough to ref, I will be it. Well, he wanted me for that same show that Mikey's on in Greektown. So we'll see. I'll have to let him know probably about three weeks before. See how I'm, good, how I'm doing. And, and you know what we, we also should do? This God, all these ideas just keep flooding into and my mind. We, we should end this episode. Okay. All right. I was just going to say, Jerry could <laughs> autograph the uh, the walker, and we could uh, we could do a raffle or something. Well, this is the second time I've needed it, so I don't know if I should keep it or not. Who you wouldn't want a autographed Jerry Lynn walker? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's a one of a kind. <laughs> so, four... The Hardcore Hall of Famer, Jerry Lynn. For the Triple Crown winner, Mr. Mikey Whipwreck. I am Mike Freeland. If you'd like to follow me on social media, that'd be great as well. You follow me at Mike Freeland. And uh, why does that always get a fucking laugh? No, why? Thinking about oh, no. Jesus Christ, why? Why? Every time I plug myself, it's like a big fucking shit show here, right? Oh, my God. Oh, I was well, thinking when you when you call because you don't give anything away for free. When you call Mikey, I don't give anything. When you call Mikey the triple crown winner. I think I started thinking about a horse racing. <laughs> horse racing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started thinking of that Japanese show MXC. Was that was it called? Where they'd have all them. Where they would dub the. Uh, yeah, overdub yes. the, the sound. <laughs> yes. What was that called? Mikey Whipwreck, also known as Secretariat. <laughs> And they'd have the people wearing them horse costumes on roller skates. <laughs> and they'd give them the most ridiculous names. And that show is hilarious. Well, if the, if the podcast gets big enough, maybe we could uh, we could buy a horse and we could enter it. No. No? No. Okay. Just, All right. Just, an, just another fucking idea I threw out there, but it's Okay. Well, Mike's, Mike's like, I'm going to go fuck my wolf now. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this was great. Um, <laughs> once again, for the two uh, wrestling superstars, they're great. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to go in the bathroom and just sit there for a while. In your horse costume. He's just it like was... a chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> All right, kids. You can find our podcast anywhere fine podcasts are made available. Well, um, they know they iTunes, know that. They know that Stitcher. They're listening to it. Every. So obviously, obviously they found it. Yep. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, well, I got nothing. At this point, though. All right. <laughs> Bye. Come again? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 